Hello everyone and welcome back to Cinema Gems and I'm your host the Admirable Admiral and as always we're in a video store somewhere in your hometown. Yes, video stores still exist. And of course guys, the Honorable Tesla and the Fantastic Miss Frida are here. The Fantastic Miss Frida is chewing on her jackalope antler and the Honorable Tesla is snug as a bug in a rug in his little bed. Probably gonna go munch munch and crunch crunch his little chew food later. But, of course, guys, it is week three of M-Cubed, a.k.a. Mike Myers Month. And, of course, my illustrious host of my co-host, the illustrious Butt Maestro, Butt Maestro himself. I am sorry I flubbed your name, buddy. The Butt Maestro himself. I'm so happy we're doing a Shrek movie. I, I somehow managed to twist the Admiral's arm into sneaking a uh, underrated Shrek movie into Mike Myers' month, even though there are other better things Mike Myers did and more things that he like had more uh, uh, creative power in, like the first two, uh, Wayne's World and Austin Powers by Who Shagged Me. But this week is a little bit different, and we will explain. But before we explain, hi, welcome back to Cinema Gems. We're another show on the internet where a bunch of opinionated nerds talk about the shit we love. And this week, it is... Well, Admiral, do you want to explain? About what? About why we're doing Shrek uh, Forever After. Oh, because I was like, hey, do you want to do Love Guru? And you're like, no, can we do a Shrek movie? Please, God, no. And I was like, okay, which Shrek movie do you want to do? Because I really don't want to do one because it's been talked about too much. I was like, so I guess we could do two through four. And your response was, three sucks, two is amazing, let's save two. You want to do four? And I was like, sure, whatever. Yeah, I twisted my arm, sure. <laughs> Most lightly twisted arm ever. Hey, you want to do this? Sure whatever it's the only arm twisting we ever require on cinema gems it's just one of us mentioning a slightly nerdier thing to the other and the other immediately being on board with it <laughs> which, which by the way so for people listening they're like oh wait you're another show yes but we've been at it longer than most shows we're uh i think this is it this week that this one comes out spoiler alert we're recording this early so okay okay yep no okay so the week after uh, the week after uh, will be the eighth year of Cinema Gym. Wow. The week after this one comes out. So the week we record the, four, the fourth week of Mike Myers Month will be the eighth year of Cinema Gym. Wow. Yep. And guess what, people? We don't wow. get paid for it. We don't. No, we do this for fun. That's why we do what the fuck we want. We don't have any sponsors, really. So we don't have anyone dictating the content that we do. We dictate the content that we do. And you, the amazing Cinemaniac, can also have a part in dictating what we do by letting us know at cinemagems15 at gmail.com what you want to hear us review. What weird, nerdy shit maybe we haven't heard of or maybe we have and we just haven't had an excuse to talk about it. Please tell us to review it. We're here for it. Cinemagems15 at gmail.com is the email. That's where you can give us all of your crazy requests and uh if it's crazy enough we might you know think about it yeah the only thing we have to really do is thank kevin george for the music and thank marty and the arrogant observer for allowing us to be on their website lorainpictures.com which also did you get thing i sent you on instagram 
last week, uh, Arrogant Zerber's uh, video about 45. Did you get a chance no. to watch it? Okay, cool. I sent it to you. I have not yet, and I'm 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 going to I'll watch it after after we cut. Don't worry about it. It's fucking hilarious. But we're not here to talk about it. I that. bet. We're here everything the Arrogant Observer does, which is why, you know, before you check out the Cinema Gems tab on Low Rain Pictures, you gotta go to your 30. Yes, because Marty You just gotta pay respects Marty and the Arrogant the Observer are a set. thousand times better than us. We're peons compared to them. That being said, thank you for coming over to the Cinema Gems tab. Thank you for clicking on this episode. We'll try not to disappoint. Yeah, begrudgingly coming over after. Like, oh god, I came here. I guess I should but like hopefully not too much exactly. hopefully you know what you're in for you're not being held under duress Correct. hopefully I, I hope you're not listening to this episode because a random person in a swapper jacks told you uh hey listen to my podcast and maybe they were a little intense about it that's not a dig at the admiral that could apply to both I was of about us to say, i was like <laughs> is that both of us because i feel like it's both of us. no we we both I do feel that like it's both of us but see, the thing about it is, the thing about it is, is that we we say that. Like, we don't go out of our way to plug the show, but if it comes up organically in conversation, we're not going to pass up an opportunity Correct. to talk about it. So I'm, I'm sorry, and thank you for and being here. if you are under duress, email cinemagems15 at gmail. <laughs> if you are under duress, blink twice. Just write in the email, <laughs> I blinked twice. If you did not, if you're not under duress, just blink once. You know what? Don't even send the email. If you're under duress, blink. See, send the email. I blinked twice. Yes. And if if that's the case, we will send you a link to the Venmo where you can send money to, and then you no longer have to exactly. listen to Cinema Gems. Yeah. The the only podcast where it will pay you not to listen to us if you want to. If you want. To. I I am not holding up to that promise. No, not at all. No. Okay. No, not at cool all. Thanks. You're the one that brought it up, so it's technically all on you. I 100% agree that we're not legal standpoints, and we're also trying to make it in this post-capitalism society that we now live in. So, yeah. Whatever. Okay, so cool. let's talk a little bit about... Shrek 4? Shrek Forever After, a.k.a. Shrek 4, a.k.a. Shrek the Final Chapter. Shrek 5? I do have to talk about a few weird things about the promotion and lead-up to the re release of this movie. See, right before this, maybe two, three years before this, they released Shrek the Third, which co-starred Justin Timberlake as a young King Arthur and Eric Idle as a out-of-his-fucking-mind Merlin. Just being a total forest hobo. Arguably, Eric Idle as Merlin is the best part of that movie, but even he could not save a half-baked, just not very well-written movie that completely lost track of the tone of what the series was supposed to be. Um, and I think the biggest issue that people have with Shrek 3, and by extension Shrek 4, is that its tone does not evolve with its audience. If anything, it gets more childish over time it gets more and more silly over time that being said shrek 4 is kind of the hard reset the flashpoint if you will of that that this world needed quick recap from number three uh shrek has had kids with fiona and the uh king and queen of far away uh, far far away i believe have both passed away what and no right no no or are I'm sorry the king is about the to croak. The king croaked and that's why that's why Shrek 3 happened. So then Justin Timberlake took over as King Arthur. 
Have you? Did you not watch Shrek Three? It's been a while. You literally recapped it. How did you? What? You literally recapped it. What are you doing? So Shrek, Fiona, Donkey, and all Shrek and Fiona's kids are living back in their swamp, uh, and Shrek is getting burned out. Uh, he is having a full-on midlife crisis because he is is just worn out by the monotony and the repetitiveness of being a dad to toddlers every day. In his defense, that's kind of one of the reasons I don't want kids. Not going to lie, if you're strong enough to, to survive the monotony and repetitive nature uh, while simultaneously constantly unpredictable nature of kids who are just learning to be humans um good for you that's awesome i felt the stress from the screen in these opening scenes you know what i mean oh i 100 percent agree with you this just submitted the fact no no yeah not for me no oh the, this opening scene i think uh did a much better job of setting up and relaying and making relatable all of Shrek's stress and the inciting incidents of what's about to happen. Also, for people who were like, wait, what's happening? Look, people, it's a wonderful life, but if it was Shrek. It is. Thank you. That's exactly It really is. It's a wonderful life. I was thinking that as well. It's a wonderful life, but Shrek. So basically, Shrek gets fed up. Shrek go. Shrek breaks. He gets to a break. We've all been there, Shrek. We've all been there. And he stumbles upon a down-on-his-luck Rumpelstiltskin. Who has spent his entire life trying... Can we talk about the kid? Do the roar. Do the roar. Do the roar. <laughs> Do the roar. No, my uh, my brother and I have quoted that at each other constantly since seeing this movie years ago. Do the roar. Oh, my God. Oh, it's, my yeah. God. Okay, cool. Do so, it. So basically... I love you, Daddy. Rumpelstiltskin, down on his luck, like you said. Um, and he's like, hey, um, if you want to be one, if you want to go back and be an ogre for a day, you have to give me one day. And he doesn't. He goes, yeah, you can take one as a as when I'm a kid. So technically, um, he never gave a specific day, so Rumpelstiltskin could pick whatever day he wanted. So he happened to. Pick. So he takes the day that Shrek was born. Exactly. And he he makes it so that Shrek was never born. Now, to explain Rumpel's plot a little bit, we have to back up to the intro of this movie where we saw the king and queen of Far Away trying to make a deal with Rumpel to get their daughter out. And they almost signed the kingdom of Far, Far Away over to Rumpel entirely. Yep. Uh, I must not have been paying attention when I saw this movie ten years ago because... I was a little bit confused. 13 years ago. Yeah, right around. I was a little bit, I remember being a little bit confused when Rumple makes the deal with Shrek and suddenly Rumple is the lord of far, far away. Like, wait, that seems like a bit of a leap. No, it's not. Because Shrek signing himself out of existence prevented the interruption of Fiona's parents signing their kingdom away. Yep. Shrek was no longer there to rescue Fiona from the castle. Therefore, there was no interruption. There was nothing to stop the king and queen of Far, Far Away from signing everything away to this manipulative scumbag. Which, by the way, can we just specify that John Cleese played an amazing job, even though he was only maybe had four lines in this entire movie? Absolutely. Did an amazing job. John Cleese and Julie Andrews as the king and queen of Far, Far Away. We knew that in the, in the second movie. 
Like, they were the best part of that movie besides Susan Saunders, I believe. Jennifer Saunders uh, as Fairy God. Oh, the Fairy God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a.k.a. one of the best villains of any movie of all time. I am not stuttering. Not Rumple, Fairy Godmother. I'm glad you don't stutter because this is an audio-only podcast. But we will explain that more one day when we do Shrek 2. Yep. So, basically, uh, Shrek wakes up, and he is ogre again. So he starts going away, you know, doing ogre things, um, doing his fun, fancy, free life that he used to do before he had kids. And then he tries to go back home and realizes that it's not there. The swamp is literally dried up. Yep. Witches find him, attack him, bring him to Rumple, and he meets Donkey. And apparently Donkey is like the radio in this universe. So, because whenever you whip him, he changes song. Um, so, gets to, gets to Rumple, and Rumple, Rumple is apparently the only one besides Shrek that realizes what happens in this alternate timeline. Yep. Okay, I didn't know that was a thing, but okay. By the way, his goose is amazing. Beefy. His goose, Rumple's goose, it is is terrifying. Oh, it's amazing. If you if you ever come to Central Florida. They're everywhere, and they will literally chase you. And that's what I thought of when I saw that thing. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, these are menaces. Yep. The, int- the Untitled Goose Game got it exactly right. Oh, I remember when GLaDOS and Patron played that together, and we watched them play it. So, oh, magnificent. Amazing. Amazing. Yep, fun times. And so then, uh, basically, he has to go and find Fiona. He finds Fiona living amongst the woods with all the other ogres. Oh, not just living with them. She is their general. Revol- she, the revolution. No one rescued her from the dragon's tower. She fought out herself. Yep, she's a badass bitch. This this is the most fully realized badass form of Fiona. No man came to rescue her. So she decided she doesn't need a man, and she just fucking did it herself. Which, by the way, I like that Fuck they yeah. acknowledge right away. She's like, uh, I'm, I'm kind of iffy on personal space, and I was like, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. And then we get to one of my favorite characters, Puss and Boots, giant ass fluffy Puss and Boots. Oh my god. Yeah. Amazing. And Antonio Banderas. Does not, does not slack off at all. Um, we, does we an amazing. Would job. be missing an opportunity if we didn't mention the extended voice cast of all the other ogres in this. Craig Robinson as Cookie, John Hamm as the the big dude Brogan. Yeah, and then uh, Jane Lynch. Also, all of the witches in this movie are famous comedians. Fucking uh, Kristen Shaw, Kathy Griffin, Lake Bell. Mary Kay Place, Meredith Vieira, Jane Lynch as all of the witches, as Rumpelstiltskin's witch army. Jane Lynch is an ogre. Oh, you're right. Jane Jane Lynch is, is Gretchen. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, she's an ogre. Okay, but everyone else I just Thank listed is all a witch. Uh, also, Larry um, King back as Doris. Amazing. One yeah. thing that R.I.P. R. to Larry King. Viewers of this movie might kind of realize and might be a little bit turned off by is especially in the first few scenes of this movie, everyone that isn't an ogre, a donkey, or a cat looks fucking ugly. All of the human okay, models. Okay, cool. I'm glad you... 
I'm glad you mentioned all that. of the human models in this, especially in the first 30 minutes of the movie. And by extension, the last 10 minutes of the movie where they're back in the present and Shrek has reestablished the timeline. All of the human models look like trash. Now, they, this can go PS1 games. This, this could go one of two ways for me because I have a bit of a theory. Either the studio fell victim to crunch time and didn't get to uh, the chance to make the human models look good, which is totally possible. Oh, they didn't get a chance to render them? I, I, that's possible. You know, it, one of many, many, many reasons why, as we're recording this, actors and writers are still currently on strike. And we stand with them. 100%. No, nothing we do on this show is any official promotion. We're just a bunch of nerds rambling about shit we find entertaining. We're not promoting anything. We've just done it longer than most people. Eight years and exactly. two weeks, people. Eight years exactly. and two weeks. Uh, well, technically in a week. So, theory yeah. number one, they just didn't have time to make them look good, which is totally possible. And in that instance, we don't blame the animators, we don't blame the artists, we blame the studio. That being said, if I had an alternate theory to possibly explain why the human models in this movie particularly look Wait, hold on, so hold on, shitty. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You have an alternate theory for an alternate version of Shrek? Okay, hit me. Yes. Hit me. Do you, I think it's very possible that the makers of this movie, on purpose, deliberately, made the human models significantly uglier than all of the monster, big air quotes, characters. I could see that. Making the humans look ugly and the monsters look pretty and finished. That. Is that crazy? No. I've heard crazier theories. Like this one theory I hear. So, if that's the case, well yeah. fucking done. This one theory I hear is, um, you notice Lord Farquaad is not in this alternate version, right? Right. Lord, Lord Fuckwad is not in this version. So, apparently, the theory is that he killed all the ogres, so that's why Shrek is by himself in the original timeline. Um, oh. So basically, Lord Farquaad committed genocide amongst the ogres, maybe. I, I was willing to believe that Rumple did that, but that that works too. Yeah, and so then Shrek notices, uh, he, he, he helps everybody to go to Victor, but he really just needs to understand that there's a... a I love how Donkey's like, you know, there's a contract clause. What? There's a contract clause? Well, I gotta get my origami on if you're not staring at me. Which, you know... And people will say, oh, Eddie Murphy started slacking off around the early 2000s. But I feel, I feel... This is one of his better performances as Donkey. Well, I was going to say, I feel that his voice acting career is actually better in the 2000s than his acting... Agreed. This, like, he's he's done at Donkey at this point four times. Well, you also have... Plus Shrek all 40. the other... Right. Plus all the other side projects that they've done in the meantime for cash grabs. Yeah. In my opinion, this is Eddie Murphy's best, if not one of his best, goes at the character of Donkey. And I think a lot of it has to do with this is an Elseworlds version of that character. Yep. Where he didn't meet Shrek. Yeah. He doesn't have that friend who is a healthy outlet of all of the nerdy shit you want to say. Yep. You know? Looking at how Admiral and I are off of each other. Wait, well, who's Shrek? Are we both Donkey? Are we both Donkey? We might both be Donkey. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I figured that. I figured that. 
Actually, wait. Am I donkey? Because I'm the one that makes the songs for the show. Oh, God. But I am also, like, very... I like to shove my ideas into people's faces without... Yeah, no, we're both donkey. We're we bo- might be donkey. We're both donkey. But let us know at cinemagents15 at gmail.com. We're both a couple asses. Let's be honest. <laughs> it was there. I had to do it. So, look, we... We don't have to get super in-depth into the plot of this movie because after the initial setup of Shrek is fed up with his family, he's stu- out of rage, out of blind rage, signs a deal with Rumple, not thinking it through, not reading the fine print. If you're going to take a lesson from this movie, I hope that lesson is read the fucking fine print whenever you sign something. Yeah. He doesn't read the fine print. Shit changes. His life is turned upside down. Like we said, he finds General Fiona in the forest leading the Ogre Rebellion against Rumple, And he is immediately just, without communicating why he's trying to kiss her, you know, it just really seems like borderline sexual harassment. Oh, 100%. Like, if, if, a, if a stranger comes out of nowhere and just dumps on you, I have to kiss you, with no additional context, that's a big old red flag. 1,000%. But on the other hand, I also love that Puss in Boots is like, I saw something back there I haven't seen ever. There's a spark between you two. Spark. And it's like, what the fuck? Puss in Boots knows it and realizes this? Um, and so then uh, they try to, you know get every get every get all the ogres attack the witches um but what they don't realize is that rumple uh decided to hire a bounty hunter aka the pied piper i love this version of the pied piper i genuinely do i wish he would have talked all he does is play music i don't think he talks no i wish he would i have. think he's i think he's mute i think he just has a different setting for every kind of beast uh he's he is a maxed out here we go with your D&D references again. And the main spell that he uses is Otto's Irresistible Dance. I, I don't understand. I understand the words that you're saying, but I don't understand the context. But I understand. You, you don't have to. Just know that he is a very high-level bard, and the main spell that he uses as a weapon is Otto's Irresistible Dance. He plays a song, and the people around can't stop dancing. They are slaves to the dance. All the ogres are dancing to his amusement. Um, and, uh, they go and get trapped by Rumpel, and, uh, they go, and Rumpel's like, hey, if you see Shrek, turn him in, and I'll give you a, uh, a no-clause wish, a no-clause contract, whatever you want. So Shrek turns himself in, and he's like, hey, um, uh, if I'm turning myself in, then I get a claw, uh, then I get a contract, and I wish all the ogres are free. Uh, so he, so all the ogres are free, but... He didn't specify one ogre specifically. All ogre. Right. Because she's not all ogre. She's... Yep. At this point, there's still... The cur- The curse has never been broken because she never had true love's kiss. Exactly. And it, it, this whole final sequence uh, of the disco ball of doom... The Trojan horse disco ball? The Trojan horse disco ball. Oh, wait. Where the, or- the, the ogre ogres... ball. The ogre horse... The ogre horse ball. We're, we're trying too hard now, but I mean what you know. Where the ogres the all do the little ear horns thing, where they, they do mm. by blowing in their ears. And I only hate it because I'm mad I can't do it. Oh. Just to be absolutely clear. It's because you don't know about that ability. No, I've tried. <laughs> 
Okay. I have tried to make sound come out of my ears. I would love to be able to do that. I don't think the human body is physically capable of doing that without bursting your eardrums. Unfortunately. That sounds that sounds like a bunch of like uh I can't, man. I can't. I can't. You got to stop with that negativity, bro, and you just got to do it, man. All right. So next time on Cinema Gems, I'm going to be completely deaf. <laughs> Wait, let's get through this one. <laughs> let's get through this one. Basically, Fiona and Trek kiss. Um, he's about to, quote unquote, be erased from existence, but he looks like he's just regenerating in Doctor Who. Um, Fiona kisses him, uh, and then the sunrise comes up, and hey, she's still an ogre because of true love's kiss, and then, bam! Immediately, their universe is unmade. I guess, I guess unravel. That's the only problem with going to an alternate timeline and attempting to reset your own is that if you're resetting your own, that probably comes at the expense of the current timeline that you're working so hard in. So you're re-falling in love with your wife as a new person here only to unmake her universe. I don't, I don't know if Shrek 4 was ready for the wibbly-wobbly, dark bullshit of temporal anomalies, uh, but we watch a lot of Star Trek on here, so we're all too familiar with and it. And I also watch an insane amount of Doctor Who that I should see a therapist about, but I just watch more Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, we have to answer the question, is Shrek 4 the darkest timeline? Oh yeah, the, the Rumble timeline. Is the darkest uh, is for sure the darkest timeline okay. in the Shrek universe. And also, I have to say that without it, that this is my favorite role Cameron Diaz has ever done. Like Fiona, her entire whenever she's on screen, it's my favorite role she's ever done because I love her character. I love her acting in this. Um, if the movie had a little more time to explain things, I would have liked to have seen the impending war between Duloc and Far Far Away. Mm. Okay. Because I don't think they were allies. No, no, they were. I think they both saw each other as a massive threat. By the way, did you love Shrek when he's like, Donkey, who your wife? What? My wife. Oh, and the dragon just chomps him. Yeah. I'm in love. <laughs> but no. So, amazing. So Fucking amazing. Mike Myers doesn't sleep on this performance. Eddie Murphy doesn't sleep on Donkey's performance. Antonio Banderas does not sleep on his performance. And Cameron Diaz does not sleep on his her performance. Th thank you for mentioning uh, Donkey and Dragon, because I can't believe neither of us have mentioned the tiny monstrosities that are Donkey and Dragon's children. Half Donkey, half Dragon. Miraculously didn't die immediately because these are two things that genetically should not go together it's also fantasy but maestro it's all a fantasy fairy am i weird for wanting to inject just a little bit of real life biology into how creatures are made no not at all that's what makes the show so different from the others because we've been around longer <laughs> <laughs> and also, can we talk about Ryan Ryan Seacrest being the father of Butterpants? Do the roar. You, you yeah. promised my son a roar. But no, no, Shrek did not. Shrek did not promise a roar. It was it was never stated oh my God. that Shrek would do contractually obligated to do a roar. No, your son is a horrible human being, and that's because you... Yeah, your son's a piece of shit, and you're enabling him. Hey, parents, please don't be like that. You enable your fucking child to get what they want. So no, he... Shrek doesn't have to do this. Yeah, don't... Parents, please don't let your kid be a spoiled little shit. Yep. Please. 
for 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 the sake of everyone around them, please don't let your kid be a spoiled little shit. Uh, but no, look, Mike Myers did an amazing job. He has he did the voice of Shrek perfectly the way he wanted to as the Scotsman, and I think it is just evolves more over time. It's a more complex character that he's able to go to the well that he's able to go to and do. Absolutely. It. Now, yes. Absolutely. If there's a Shrek Five, I'm okay with it as long as it's a good story. Exactly. Exactly. I I, I would love to see the impending war between Duloc and Far Far Away, and just watch all of the witches just absolutely bomb Duloc. That'd be fantastic. But I, we're probably not getting that in the kids' movie. No. And the Shrek franchise more even more so than star wars is very adamantly a children's series yep oh and did you also know that this is the fifth highest grossing movie of 2010 what the fuck else came out in 2010 mm, i'm gonna tell okay so obviously toy story 3 was the highest grossing. oh then alice in wonderland Oh, the Tim Burton one. Then Harry, Harry, yeah, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part One, Inception. Yeah. Then Shrek Forever After, Twilight Saga Eclipse, Iron Man Two. When it was owned by Paramount. Wow. This is before Disney bought. Yeah, before Marvel Disney. Tangled, Despicable Me, and How to Train Your Dragon. So I mean, Paramount. In retrospect, I'm really mad that How to Train Your Dragon didn't out box office Shrek because it is a far significant. Uh, far far more superior DreamWorks movie, in my opinion. Uh, it's not... Oh, yeah, no, it is. Yeah, no, but I love that... that... They're both DreamWorks. No, I was... Sorry, I, I misheard you and thought you were saying something else. I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. Mainly because David Tennant's in that franchise and not in Shrek. Agreed. But yeah, no, so yeah. And the box office for it was... What was the box? Oh, between $135 million and $165 million. It grossed $756 Point two million. Damn. Yeah. By by the end of its run, uh, Shrek Forever After became DreamWorks Animation's highest grossing animated film at the international box office. Yep. So this movie was not in trouble of failing. It did get hurt a little bit by how bad number three was, but I think people were still optimistic about this franchise enough to just still see it. Oh. I don't know if that optimism will carry over into another one 13 plus years later. I have uh, I have some really a fun trivia fact that I would like to let you specifically know. Oh. So the flute solos alone by the Pied Piper were played by Jeremy Steig. S-T-E-I-G? Is that how you would say his name? Yes, I think so. Who is a well-known jazz flutist. He is the son of the original creator of the Shrek books, William Stagg. LOL. Okay. Wow. Wow. That's a that's a really fun seven degrees of separation. Yep. Okay. Oh, and also uh, Walt Dorn did Rumpelstiltskin and he did the voice while they were doing the storyboards and everybody and he's like, We should have we should find an actor and they're like, You do a really good job at the voice. Nobody else could yeah. do it. Walt Walt Dorn, who I believe before this was just a writer and an animator and a storyboard artist. Uh so this again is a kind of a Brad Bird uh situation with how he was kind of defaulted the role of, uh, not Yzma, Incredibles. You mean... Edna Mode. I was about to say Edna Mode. Yeah. This this is a this is a very similar situation to Edna Mode, where he was in the pitch room, he pitched the character, and when they were casting for the characters, they were like, no one we can find did it better than the guy who did the pitch. Yep. So let's get the guy who did the yep. pitch. So, here on Cinema Gems, we have a rating system. 
Full Jim, an amazing movie. Half Jim, an alright movie. No Jim, a horrible movie. But Maestro, what do you give Shrek for Ever After 2010? This is a whole gem that with I want, I want you to visualize you know how uh toward the end of this movie shrek kind of glows and fades into dust uh because his timeline's being restored this is a whole gem that is glowing and fading into dust as the timeline is being restored okay so that means you don't give this movie a full gem what it's a full gem it's just hard to it's hard to see the the value yeah. We're an audio-only podcast, but I know I understand what you mean. I watched this movie last night right before I went to bed. I know what you mean. He glowed like a Time Lord with Huon particles. I understand I, that. I right finished there. watching this movie last night after I got home from work, and GLaDOS and I both cried at the end. Legitimately cried. Oh, oh that's really sweet. So, I give this movie a full gem but somewhere in between a full gem and a half gem, only because the first two Shrek movies are full gems to me. Agreed. Oh, so agreed. Only because of that. It's somewhere in the middle of a full and a half gem. It's good. But all that being said, we want to hear from our amazing Cinemaniacs and Swapper Jacks friends and family. What do y'all think of Shrek 4? Do you have a favorite in the series, a least favorite in the series, and why is it the third? Exactly. Uh, you can tell us all about it at... We all know it's the third. Cinemagems15 at gmail.com. Yes, and also, guys, just remember, this is week three of Mike Myers Month. M-cubed. Yes, guys. Yeah, I have. I still have not watched the next one we're going to review, but I have a few weeks to watch it, and the way you've hyped it up, I'm very excited to, to finally watch this. I've never seen it before. I had to ask Patron which was my favorite Mike Myers role, Wayne, or the one we're going to watch for week four. And she just looks at me, she goes, the one you're going to watch for week four, because whenever you watch that movie, you laugh at the exact same parts every time. Every time. Oh, and there's a nice cameo in there that I just forgot about until, well, actually, you know what? There's three really good cameos, and they're all dead now. Sorry. Okay, damn. Yeah, sorry. Oh, and also, do you want to talk about, um, I mean, I guess we're here. I know we said we're going to do a little uh, show at the end of the year about everybody that died at the at this year, but I feel like since we're doing Shrek 4 and we're recording it, like, uh, not even 24 hours after he passes away, do you want to talk about the lead singer of Smash Mouth? Oh, that's right. We did find find out just yesterday that he, he passed away. Uh, I believe acute liver or kidney failure. I'm not 100% sure. Yep. Yeah, he, it was acute livi- liver failure. Yeah, Steve Harwell. Yeah. That's, oh. He he was still performing with the band. He was still front-running the band uh, after. Until 2021, I believe. Yeah. 2020, 2021. He, he finally stepped away because he was starting to really feel the effects of his illness. Um, But, man, what a fucking iconic band in the 2000s. Like, you put a bunch of people our age in a room and you start playing, Somebody once told me they're all going to be singing along. There's not going to be a quiet person in the room. Sure, most of them don't really know the lyrics to the, The hits stop coming and they don't stop coming and then... Yeah, like... Sure, we don't all know all of the lyrics, but it's a bop. So many things they put out were absolute bops and iconic in their time. Um, and man, we're grateful that he got to make that music 
and that so many people got to enjoy that music and so many people are going to continue to enjoy and discover uh, their music, hopefully for years to come. A lot of people are like, the, I really know the, the song All Star from Shrek. Uh, please go back and watch Mystery Men. Yes. Mystery Men is an amazing movie. It is very underrated. We reviewed it on here before, right? There's no way we have it. I don't I don't think we have, to be honest with you. Maybe we can do an underrated month. Ooh, that would be an interesting month. I'm okay with that. I'm very... Underrated month. Very okay with that. Please email at cinemagems15 at gmail if you want us to do an underrated month. I would be 100% fine with that. Um, but yeah, no, look. We can't really specify Steve Harwell as we we remember him from differently than you remember him. We're just glad that he came into our lives, gave us joy, and then bowed out at the correct time. He's an amazing person, and he did a really good job with what he had. The talent that he was given, he did an amazing job. Absolutely. We're just sad to see him go so quickly. Absolutely. Um, and he was 56. And he passed away. Yeah. Uh, but hey, uh, just a reminder to our amazing Cinemaniacs. And I, if you listen to the show before, you know that we always spend the last minute or so of the show kind of reminding you and by extension reminding ourselves uh, about the importance of self-care and self-love just as an act of self-preservation so that you can, after, be selfless with the energy that you've built up for yourself right uh I, I i hope a lot of people that listen to this show have the urge like we do like the admiral and i often do just give everything we have to the people we love you can't do that if you have nothing to give correct give yourself time to build up that energy to rest relax to breathe uh so that you can be selfless with that energy yep uh we love y'all thank y'all for listening and guys, just remember to take some time for yourself before you help others. Make sure that you're able to deal with your inner problems before you can take on anyone else's inner problems. And also, guys, just remember that the world looks like it is things are happening right now. And yes, it is. There are a lot of things going on. We're, we're seeing the effects of climate change. And it is not pretty. And there are some people in power that see it otherwise and all i have to say is come november please vote please vote just make sure that you're voting forever you believe in because look on cinema gems we don't really take a side i mean we do take a side we take a side of common sense yeah. and i think even we can acknowledge if after all this if after every climate uh, uh disaster anomaly over the last several months much less than last several years if you are still sitting here and denying that the humans uh, that the humans effect on our global uh ecosystem uh isn't a drastic and needs to be fixed then you're telling me that you're being paid by someone to believe otherwise or you're being force fed so that's the only that's the only way like there's no way that right there's, there's no way that someone is still so delusional that they can't look out their front door and be like, oh yeah, the earth is definitely getting hotter and higher and hotter and we're being boiled alive in the summer and frozen out in the winters with all kind of, with once-in-a-lifetime events now happening every year. Yep. Also, just make sure to vote, people.
Yes, please. We're gonna say it. We're gonna say it early, just so we know that usually the fall time is the time for uh, politicians to get reelected. Just please make sure you vote. Right. If you live in a democracy, every chance that you have to make your voice heard democratically, you should. You sh- you should. And and the other thing is, is if you don't vote, then you don't have the right to complain. Exactly. If you don't vote, you can't complain. Right. That is your own fault. You you decided that to be neutral in something with clear sides. Sorry, guys. I know it was really weird that we did that, but I just wanted to make sure that we mentioned that early. I like to think anyone who's listened to the show before knows what they're in yeah. for. But guys, just re- they're probably asleep by now. Yeah. But guys, just remember that thanks to Marty and the Aragon Zerber for allowing us to be on their website, lowrainpictures.com. Also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music because I also love the music that comes right after. Since it is Micah Myers Month, a.k.a. M-Cubed, a.k.a. But Maestro gets to play around with the music box, and I like it. Yeah, I was, I was going to give a special thanks to Kevin George as well, uh, because his very simple theme is very easy to bounce off of musically. So thank you for setting me up for a slam dunk. You're bouncing off the... Greatly appreciate it. You're bouncing off the great Kevin George. Standing on the shoulders of giants as always. That's understandable. But also, guys, just remember... Yeah. Just remember to wipe your hooves and see you later. But remember, black lives always matter, guys. Always. Bye, guys. See you later. Love y'all. Bye.